0: hello everyone welcome to the simply nikki show in today's episode i will be reacting to kendra lamar's the Hard part five music video and breaking down the lyrics and so much more make sure that you follow me on all podcasting platforms by searching simply nikki podcast on anchor fm spotify google and apple Podcasts, amazon music and so much more so sit back relax enjoy this episode and please share if you like In the process, as I break down the lyrics, I'm also getting my perspective on the music video as well. Before the song begins, Kendrick Lamar opens up a statement to his fans in the beginning stating, As I get a little older, I realize that life is perspective, and my perspective may differ from yours. I want to say thanks to everyone that's been down with me, all my fans, all my beautiful fans, anyone who's ever gave me a listen, all my people. And as he's saying this, he's very calm. But when he gets into the first verse, he goes in, right? So he says, I come from a generation of pain where murder is minor. In the black community, you're seeing in the inner cities with poverty, stricken poverty. Um, you see bodies on top of bodies, killings every day. You begin to get numb. And then you internalize that pain and you think, oh, that ain't nothing. It's just minor. Don't mean nothing. It's not that you don't care. You just numb. You see what I'm saying? He then goes to say, rebellious and marginalist, I'll chip you for designer. Like I stated in my episode, The Culture of Luxury Brands Within the Black Community. Designers, luxury brands, people you don't even you haven't even seen a face making the brands that you put on your body. You take them more serious into heart more than anything else around you, and whoever is in close proximity of you, if they want what you have on, they will take your life for that brand. A person they don't even know who created. They don't care about your life. As long as I can get the designer, I'll chip you for that designer. I'll take your life. And then the cycle repeats. That goes to show into when he says where murder is minor. A generation of pain. Killing killing in proximity over any and everything. It don't matter if it's minor. I'll chip you for your designer. And don't think twice of it. He goes to show and says, bell buckles and clout, overzealous and prone to violence. Make the wrong turn, be it will or the will alignment. If you make the wrong turn on the wrong block, you're going to be prone to violence, whoever you meet. Also, talking about gangs, different sets, you know, you roll up on the wrong person, you make the wrong turn. Be it will or the will alignment, you either gonna turn around or face the violence of either you're gonna make it out alive or you He then says, residue burn, mist of the inner city, miscommunication to keep the Hama detective busy. Residue burn, mist of the inner city. Miscommunication to keep homo detective busy. It's a light within the black community, not just in our community, in communities that are in stricken poverty neighborhoods. You know, if you don't talk or have communication to, you know, verbalize your feelings. You gonna take whatever somebody say the wrong way, and then now the homicide detective is busy because every time, man, why you make the wrong turn? Why you do this? Why you in my f-? all day? The anger, pain, keeps m- murder going, and it's gonna keep the hummer detective busy. You another body? You another body? Next, next case. Now you got all type of homicide detectives just trying to solve all these cases of murder because of miscommunication. We not talking to each other, and if one person has this certain way of thinking, they may take what you say as the wrong way, and now your life is in danger. You know what I'm saying? The mist of the inner city. It's the survival of the fittest. For real. If you make it out of here alive, you are, you done your job. Because it's like the animal kingdom. Who gonna get to the top? Who gonna get out of here? It's like fighting for a place to be. You fighting the person that got the same skin as you. And even though you're all in the same predicament. It's the survival of the fitness. One of us got to make it out loud. You see what I'm saying? That ideology is sickening. It's creating generational pain. Well, the murder is minor. That your life. Don't matter. Because I'm in pain. You know what I'm saying? And now we got harm detectors busy. Because they counting by. Trying to solve this murder. Trying to solve that murder. He then goes to say. No protection is risky. Desensitize. I've vandalized pain. Covered up in camouflage. Get used to hearing arsenal rain. No protection is risky. If you don't protect yourself. That's a risk for your life and whoever is in your life. Then you become desensitized and cover up and vandalize your pain. Covered up and camouflage. Get used to hearing arsenal rain. You, you get so used to hearing shots, fires, all type of stuff. Day after day. Creating PTSD and trauma. It's not just, you know, soldiers fighting in a war that also deals with PTSD and trauma. It's also people in the midst of the inner city. PTSD, not knowing in the time, just like when there's 4th of July or whatever, and they're shooting fireworks. And so you don't know if it's a firework or actual gunshots. So now you're traumatized. Every day you walk on the block, you traumatize traumatized. PTSD, you hear a sound, you want to jump. Because your anxiety is all over the place. You didn't deal with the pain of your last summers. From seeing your people, whoever, dying day after day. Hearing about somebody losing their life over designers over jealousy over pain over just angry cause one of us gotta make it out alive you see what I'm saying it's like a pack of wolves you 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 put and I am not comparing my people anybody within stricken neighbor Neighborhood. Poverty stricken neighborhoods. As animals. But they created. The systems. The powers quote unquote. That think they be. As I always say. Created these. Quote unquote ghettos. In inner cities. They created this. This is not. It didn't happen by happenstance. It's not coincidental. That it happened this way. It's like. They dangle something in your face. They throw it in the inner cities. Now you fend for yourself find a way out. It's just like the movies. Hunger Games. Squid Games. Whatever. It's just like that. Who gonna make it out here alive? What are you... What in you are you fighting for? And if you have to fight your own... You will do so because... Y'all all are dealing with the same thing. You all dealing with the same thing. You all in pain. Frustrated. Jobs. Trying to find a way to the top. But you just keep getting beaten down. You know what I mean? So... When I hear people say, oh, the major cities, Chicago, New York, Philly, L.A., when politicians use the city of Chicago always as an example of, oh, look how they neighborhoods are. You don't want to be like this, so you should vote for me. Don't fall for that. Violence, murder, killings, close, pro- close proximity, and you all hurting, can't find work, can't you know, trying to just live, sick of being poor. So you become the survivor of the fittest. You become traumatized. You become numb. And when you get so used to being desensitized and covering up your pain, it's only so much longer you can cover up that pain to the point that you reach a boiling point and you start projecting that pain on others that it had nothing to do with it. So, you're just going around being prone to violence. Being prone to, you know, sell drugs and all type of stuff. Because if you have no way of making a living for yourself or your family, you find ways and other ways to do it. That can eventually harm you, make you end up in prison... Or et cetera. No one is born into poverty. No one is born to say, I'm going to be hurtful, I'm going to be mean, I'm going to be evil, I'm going to be violent, abusive, victim. You know, nobody, you're not, even though you're not your circumstances... Whatever your environment is, you learn from it. You can change from it. You can change from the, the nose of the ways of which you grew up, of course. But we got to understand that vandalizing and covering up the pain. Is only gonna hurt you worse down the line. He then goes to say analyze, risk your life, take the charge. Homies done mess with your baby mama once you didn't hit the yard. That's culture. 23 hour lockdown. Did somebody call? Said your little nephew was shot down. The culture's involved. You analyze it and think, should I risk my life for this? And then you, you take the charge. You knew so and so did it, but you you took the charge. Forced to take the charge. And then, as you took the charge, your homie that messed with your baby mama once you didn't hit the yard, that's culture. You, when you say that's culture, it's known in the, the culture of stabbing people in the back. I know you did something for me, and you took the charge. Mama still hurt you in the process, and you don't even know it until you hit the yard, until you hit the prison system. Then after swing three hour lockdown, somebody called you and said your little nephew was shot, shot down. Now the culture's involved. Now rivalries going at it. Not understanding that it's a repeated cycle. Taking each other's woman or whatever for something you did. Taking the charge for something you did and hurting the other person in the process. He then says, I done seen people, men do 17, hit the halfway house, get out and get his brains blown out. Looking to buy some weed, car washes played out. New GoFundMe accounts proceed. A brand new victim shattered those dreams, the culture. you seen your mans do 17, hit the halfway house, get out and get his brains blown out. Look to buy some weed. He just went to the corner to do something. Blow his brains out. Car wash is played out So now the family trying to find a way To help the person that was just Killed But the new GoFundMe Accounts proceed A new victim Brand new victim Shout out those dreams, the culture The reason why the new GoFundMe Accounts proceed Is because it Was overwhelmed, now you gotta move on To the next person because You gotta focus on that person so it shatters your dream. Now you you can't really fulfill what you want to do. Because now it's on to the next person. And that goes to show when he said, what Kendra said, I come from a generation of pain, where murder is minor. A new victim shattered their dreams on GoFundMe accounts, which proceeds that that's the culture. And he's calling out the culture, saying, Look, I'm showing you. How the culture has been all these years for generations and is not right. Killing each other for what? Taking advantage of each other for what? Hurting each other for what? From a generation of pain in the midst of the inner city. Desensitized, vandalize paint, covered up in camouflage, get used to hearing arsenal rain. You take a charge for your homie, then your homie go around, stab you in the back, and mess with your baby mama. What is a culture? Why is that the culture? And he's going to, he's saying I'm telling you everything that has gone on in the culture and is not right. I'm calling out the culture for what it is. Basically, showing accountability and, and trying to upheld the wrongs of the culture and why I need to change. The chorus then goes to say, I want you, I want you, but I want you to want me too. I want the hood to want me back. And with this song, Kendrick, you know, samples Marvin Gaye's favorite song, um, biggest song, uh, I Want You by Marvin Gaye. He's sampling it. And as he's saying, I want you, I want you to want me. I want the culture to want me. I want the hood to want me. He then says, look what I've done for you. And as he goes into the second verse, it says, before we go into the second verse, with the video, so background, red screen, Kendrick with Afro, you know, with a white t-shirt on, he morphs into OJ Simpson. And when he says the second verse, he says, I say, I do this for my culture to let y'all know what a man look like in a bulletproof rover, and my mama's sofa was a doodle puppet hair trigger. Walk up closer, ain't no photoshopping. Now, when he transitions into and morphs into O.J. Simpson, it as I'm looking at it is him basically showing O.J. as the face of the culture in the '90s, you know, and also what. OJ Simpson was in football and what he looked like to America at the time before he, you know, did what he did, being on trial and stuff. And with him showing OJ also, him showing what OJ was to America, he was the idea of the certain black man for America. You know, he... he, Everybody loved him, right, you know, before he did what he did. Especially with white America and stuff like that. And when he did what he did, you know, with the biggest trial of that time, you know, and him being not guilty in that case, Kendra is also saying, what I'm taking from it is, I'm using a figure within the black community that even though he was found not guilty, a lot of people was excited for him in a way because the black people was like, oh, well, he didn't have to go into the system because they were so used to people going into the system that this this figure As long as he. um, Regardless of the evidence. You know it didn't matter. And. That's sad like. Why is that the culture? You see what I'm saying? So. He also just showing prominent figures. That are. Was looked up. And. Uplifting in the culture. He then goes into... Morphing into Kanye West. And he states, Friends by Polo, grab you by your pockets. No option if you froze up. Always play the offense. Men going to work and selling work. Late for work. Working late. Praying for work, but he on paperwork. I was like, okay, Kendrick. <laughs> um... When he showed Kanye's face, I was oh wow. It fit the description of what, you know, because Kanye um, later on in life, you know, he did admit that he has, you know, bipolar disorder. And no men, no means of him talking about Kanye in a negative way, like, you know, no mockery of him, it was just a show, again, like I said, with OJ, prominent figures in the black community that people look up to, that eventually, you know, fell short to their demise of their, uh their industry, you know, whether it's in entertainment, whatever, you know, And when he says people going to work, selling work, late for work, working late, praying for work, but he on paperwork. You going to work, and you selling work on the corner. You late for your work. You end up working late because you're trying to make your, you know, your money. You praying for work, but you on paperwork, meaning. It's almost like you know, probate probation. You got a parole officer. You know, you know you ain't supposed to be selling work, and you know you're not supposed to be late for work. So you end know, up working late as you praying for work. Let that sink in for y'all. Wordplay. You see what I'm saying? He then says, "That's the culture. Point the finger. Promote you." Remote location, witness protection—they gonna hold you. And as he about to go into this next verse, he morphs into Jesse Smollett. He said, "The streets got me messed up. Y'all can miss me. I wanna represent for us. New 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 revelation. New revolution was up and moving. I'm in Argentina, wiping my tears full of confusion. Water in between as another peer has been executed." And as he says, the streets got me messed up. Y'all can miss me. I want to represent Fuzz. And he showed Jesse Smollett's face. He also was a prominent... I won't say prominent, but he was also a person in the black community that people looked at with Empire, that Lee Daniels produced, and they produced with Taraj B. Henson and Terrence Howard, you know, Fox Network that was on for like five seasons. And people really liked him, you know? And when he did what he did, I don't got to go through the case, you know what I mean? It's like he's talking from what Kendrick is doing as he morphs into these prominent figures that people looked up to. It's him giving his perspective on their, their life, basically what they have done. Also, you know, speaking through them, you know? He then says, as he says, I'm in Argentina wiping my tears full of confusion, water in between as another peer has been executed. History repeats again. Make amends, then find another man with the same skin to do it. Now, this is Kendrick talking about his experience when he found out that Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace to him, um, was executed. When he was in Argentina on tour. And how they found another man to do it. You get what I'm saying? He said, but that's the culture. Crack a bottle, hard to deal with the pain when you're sober. By tomorrow, we forget the remains. We start over, that's the problem. Our foundation was trained to to accept whatever follows. Dehumanized and sensitive, scrutinized the way we live for you and I. Enemy shook my hand. I could promise I'll meet you in a land where no equal is your equal. Never saying told you. When he says, but that's the culture, crack a bottle. Hard to deal with the pain when you're sober. By tomorrow, we forget the remains. We start over. That's the problem. And like the late great. Gil Scott Heron, 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 sorry, stated how we deal with our pain. We live within the bottle, as he wrote a song about it. And it's a lot of people in the community drinking their feelings away, smoking their feelings away, eating their feelings away, cause you don't want to come to terms with face reality of the pain. Of the generation of pain. Where everything in your life. Is either numb you or is minor. And you get so used to hearing Arsenal rain. You so traumatized. You want to numb that pain. By any means. You don't want to deal with the pain. When you sober. So you suppress it. Miscommunication. You suppress it. Lashing out, suppressing it, abusing, sweat, so much violence with physical, emotional violence goes on so much. Everybody in pain. You may not see it, but metaphorically speaking, everybody's pain is dripping like blood as they walk down every road and street corner. And that's my pain. You walking around. Dripping blood, everybody in pain, their heart on their sleeve, as they walk around and bleed, cause they can't believe the ways of the, the neighborhood is overwhelming them. It's overwhelming us, and just because we call it just because we call it culture, don't mean it's right. Don't make it right. Like he said, by tomorrow we forget the remains. We start over. That's the problem. We forget that a person was murdered. So we go on to the next day. We suppress our emotions by drinking, doing drugs. We move on, act like it's a new day, and then the cycle repeats. And when do ever, when do we ever, to stop that cycle, stop the clock, and say, look in a mirror and say, I need to deal with some things. Why I'm sober. Even though it hurts to deal with the pain. In the reality that you hurting. In the reality, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of mistrust. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of anger. Nothing seems like it's going right in your life. So you just lashing out. Killing. Whatever's in your sight. You hurting. You taking the life of another person. That look just like you, in close proximity of you. Even though y'all both deal with the same thing, you don't care. Because your mind's so messed up, you can't think straight. You see what I'm saying? He says our foundation was trained to to accept whatever follows, dehumanize and sensitive, scrutinize the way we live for you and I. Scrutinize the way we live for you and I. Dehumanize dehumanize and insensitive. It's a lot of insensitivity going on. It's a lot of it. A lot of negativity going on. A lot of pointing the fingers. What you pointing the fingers for when we all in the same situation? You hurt, I'm hurt. You numb, I'm numb. You traumatized, I'm traumatized. But nobody likes to talk about that because the the mentalities of I'm strong. I don't want to cry. I can't. I can't say nothing because if I do, then that person get hurt. Then it's a cycle. That don't snitch. Don't say this. Don't do that. Don't look the wrong way. Don't look at a person the wrong way. Don't turn the wrong way or make the wrong turn. Be the will or the will alignment. You see what I'm saying? If prone to violence, I chippy for the Zionist. I don't care if it's your life. I want it. And like Kendra says, I want you to want me. I want the hood to want me. But do you want the hood to want you when the hood don't even care about you? You see what I'm saying? What are we proving? Is it the culture? Why is it the culture and why it needs to stop? We need to stop calling it the culture. Because our foundation was trained to accept whatever follows. If that ain't the truth, I don't know what is. Our foundation was trained to accept whatever follows. Dehumanize. We don't humanize nothing. Insensitive. Insensitive. He then says, In a land where no equal is your equal, never saying told you. And when he says this, he then goes to morph into Will Smith. As he says, In a land where her people hurt more people, F calling the culture. And as you know, with Will Smith and the Oscars and Chris Rock situation at the Oscars this year. And as he has his face morphed into him, it's true. In the land where her people hurt more people, stop calling it culture. And I'm going to interject right here. When the whole situation went down at the of Will Smith, and Chris Rock, I don't watch the Oscars. Okay? So when I heard about it, I thought, oh, they just, you know, having a little skit. You know, because it is a room full of actors, so you don't know what to believe if they act or not, or they in their actual, real self, in reality. And when, when Chris Rock was talking about Jada and he, you know, making his jokes, you know, the hosts of the show was, you know, Amy Schumer, you know, Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall, and then you have Chris Rock coming to present you know the nominees, and he talks about Jada and you know, GI Jane joke and stuff like this. You know, and she roll her ass, you know, makes the roll turn, you know, turn the head, and then Chris Rod looking like his face expression is like, what? What did I say wrong? And as you know, he laughing, ha ha, on the stage. Will Smith. Begins to stand up and walk towards the stage and slap Chris Rock. And as Will Smith is walking up to the stage, you can hear Chris Rock say, oh, no, he said, oh, that's it's just, it's just a lighthearted joke. And as he walking up the stage, he said, oh, King Richard, because, you know, King Richard is the movie that Will Smith played as a father of the Williamses for Serena and Venus Williams, right? And he said, oh King Richard, you know, come on, Richard. And then, you know, Will Smith slap him. Real hard. Because you can hear the mic at the end. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, first of all, I don't know if this is real or not, you know what I mean? But as soon as Will Smith slaps him, he proceeds to walk off the stage. Fixes, fixes his, you know, suit. Like, he didn't do something. Um, And sits down, not one, not two, zero. I didn't see no security. I said, how is this possible? So, that's how I thought it was a scare. I'm thinking, well, security ain't there. Must not be real. You know what I mean? And as he sits down, he says, keep my name, my wife's name out your effing mouth. Real loud because first you could hear it, then the the audio came on the TV and he said real loud, angry like, see his neck popping out and stuff, veins popping out. And then Chris said, It's a joke, and he kept saying, Keep my wife's name out your mouth. And you could see Chris Rock face, like, What is going on? He looked confused. And then when he eventually heard what he said, he said, okay, I won't, you know. And then the camera goes to commercial. Now, with this situation, when it all went down, I was listening and hearing what the internet had to say about this one. With social media, you just never know, okay? I was hearing people say, oh, especially in the black community, like Kendrick Slade Kendrick said, in the land where her people hurt more people, stop calling the culture. When I was hearing people defending the actions of a grown man, saying, oh, he was standing up for his wife. Oh, he deserved because he talked." Chris Rock talked about his wife before. If my man don't defend me like Will did for Jada, I don't want him. Sit down. Please sit down. Why? Why are certain people so invested in, in celebrity culture? I don't understand the things you say. We're excusing behave behaviors that are acting irrational, that are putting being violent. But then, just a whole month or a day ago, people talking. Oh, we gotta be cool by y'all. We gotta be nice for two years. But then this pandemic, everybody talking. We gotta be together. Be nice to each other. So now it's just. Let the chips fall where well, they made that, huh? Just put your hands on everybody. It's a grown man. Okay? Will is a grown man. And was he really defending Jay because she came out and said she didn't she a big girl, she don't need no defending. You know. Keep on putting him down as a, you know, man, you know. Who needs? <laughs> you know, a person that's against you when your whole wife is not even stand for you. You know, she let him know every single chance she get. I don't care. I got myself. Basically, I don't need you type of situation. But when Kendra said in the land where hurt people, hurt more people, stop calling the coach and he showed Will Smith face. It's true. Cause not only is Will hurting, and I don't condone his actions at all what he did. Cause I believe you should keep your hands to yourself. Because come find out Will Smith and Chris Rock were friends. So as your friend, you should talk and talk to your friends. A grown man communication. You see, what Kendra said, miscommunication keep the take the busy. You hurting people. You're not talking. And if that's your friend, like a lot of these holly weird people, Hollywood people, celebrities, they be saying, "Oh, we friends. We." You know, we here for each other. Oh, I had him on a couple of my shows, or we did work together. So that's my friend, you know, pretending. You know, a lot of actors and celebrities like to pretend and put on the front, you know, in front of the camera. And once the camera's off, they're not really who they say they are. Yeah, it's a lot of that going on. And when I seen when he did what he did, and he told him to keep his wife's name out of his mouth. And as Jay said, she don't need no defending. If that's your friend and you felt hurt for him keeping your wife's name in his mouth, you couldn't talk to him? Use your verbal communication as a human being, as a grown man. That's why I always say age ain't number but a number. Because you could be grown, 50, 60, 70, whatever I years old, and you still act like your shoe size. You're not, you're not evolving as a person. And why are you not evolving? I'm going to tell you why. Because of Will Smith, he has dealt with a lot of trauma. Same thing with Chris Rock. I and mean, we're going to talk about how Chris Rock also deals with his own trauma. And just like I say in the episode Laughing My Pain Will Smith docu-series on YouTube, he also uses his trauma as a coping mechanism of laughing with comedy. He uses it. He uses his trauma and pain as a coping mechanism with the usage of comedy and laughter and stuff. Laughing at his pain. How black people in our community laugh at our pain. But we don't never deal with our pain. So we tend to go hurt more people. More hurt people hurt more people. And that's what Will Smith did. Now, your opinions on the situation may differ, but that's just my perspective on it. Keep your hands to yourself. I don't care what gender you are, whatever goes through your mind, keep you keep your hands to yourself. That's how I know they're not friends, like they portray. Because you should talk, you shouldn't hold your grudge. And wait till a certain moment, and say, there you go, I'm gonna go attack him. This is gonna be my chance. Where you was nominated, sir. Will Smith, you was nominated for the King Richard movie where he played the father of Venus and Serena Williams. You messing up your whole moment. Cause you you still thinking about whatever year ago he talked about your life, whatever situation may be. Instead so of being a grown man, just talk about with him. Take it to the side and say, hey, you know, I don't really like that you did that. Whatever the conversation be. Anything other than putting your hand on somebody. And this phrase of protect the black woman with Jada. miss me with that. With Jada I I don't want to talk about it. But all I'm saying is. That all we got to protect black women at all costs. She should have pulled his coattail and held him back. He's a grown man, people. Calm down. Okay? And which is ironic is... Which is not ironic is when Will Smith, you know, did a... They did a report on New York Times Post where Smith where he was talking about his book called Will that he put out last year, and he talked about his upbrings, his trauma, and everything else. And in the New York Times post, uh, Will Smith quoted that he wrote, Smith wrote that seeing his father brutally beat up his mother when he was nine years old defined who I am today more than any other moment. That's what Will Smith said. That he thought about, You know, harming himself, taking his own life because of that situation. He looks at himself as a coward because that. Because he says, how can a person or a child look at their mother getting beaten and not do nothing? And then he eventually began to forgive his father in 2016 when his father was slowly um, um, dying. So he forgave his father. And he said it's crazy to look up to, you know, because his father is his hero. So he says it's crazy to look up to your hero when your hero did something like that to your mother. And he said he took that fault of when his mother and father were um, separated that he wanted to take his own life. Cause he thought it was his fault why they was being separated. Because the way his mind was set up at the time, that's what he thought. And he always carried that with him. He never got over that. So when people were saying that he was defending and for you know he was uh when he was when people portrayed him as defending Jada, because I don't think he I think he was defending one the idea the ideology the the situation with this is my moment to defend a woman in my life because I was not able to defend my mother when I was younger. See what I'm saying? It's a psychological thing, so people see it as him defending Jay, but it was a whole other different picture, and again, a lot of people are not gonna talk about their traumas uh publicly like you know will whoever you know, portrays or expresses that. there's nothing in nobody's business other than you and your counselor. But when I read this post, going through, you know, Will and, you know, looking at his docu-series and so forth, it dawned on me and said, wow, when Kendra said in the land will hurt people, hurt more people, stop calling the culture, he was hurting He's still hurting and when he says, I want you. I want the hood to want me. I want the culture to want me. And when he showed Will Smith's face, he kept saying, look what I've done for you. So, Will Smith lost his composure. He lost the idea of who and what Will Smith's persona was portrayed for years since Fresh Prince of Bel-Lap Music, et cetera, acting, everything. He... He for, he just said, forget it. I'm in attack mode. I, I'm hurt. People hurt more people. He thought he dealt with his trauma, but he haven't. Cause when you deal with your trauma and you understand your triggers, you don't let things get you triggered. But because Will Smith was triggered, even though people say, oh that was years ago, if he did say something about his wife, that was years ago. Whatever goes and register into this, that man's mind at that moment to switch. You see what I'm saying? So all of that hit him as one. All of that hit him as as one time. And it's sad. It's sad because I'm just like, this is not Will Smith. Will Smith don't do do nothing like this. This is the goofy, laughing actor. Man's his business, he don't go put his hands up. He not he don't he don't go mess with people, but I said something has to be up for him to do that. I'm not condoning, I could see his trauma and his psychological point of view of it, psychology-wise, the mental health of it all. You know, you being clowned on the internet, people talking about you, making means of you. Talking about how your wife did you wrong, making fun of you for years. She don't do nothing, even though she could have said something, Jada. Because so she let somebody clown her man. You know what I'm saying? So it could be a combination of everything. The bot, the pot boils over. Now, what's in that pot? I believe that's what it was. So I think it was. So it was a com- combination of everything. Again, I could see if. I can see the why, but I'm not condoning why you did. See what I'm saying? And a lot of people weren't doing that. It's just, oh, my man don't defend me, so what? Jada got her a real one. Right of that culture. I told y'all about that. Right of that culture. She talked about that in the episode. Hold you down by any means necessary, no matter what loyalty to a fault is not just right or down with women we talking about men and also we're going to use will smith as example when i'm holding you down you hurting me you making me do things that was never done before about to make me lose my career for what not just stop not just the culture of the black community also with your own wife and your family and what you trying to prove to them as well What is you proving when the culture and you are hurting in the meantime? What are you gaining from risking and losing it all? You see what I'm saying? So, in a land where hurt people hurt more people, stop calling the culture. And with Chris Rock, people didn't know. Then in 2020, he shared that he was diagnosed with nonverbal learning disorder at 55 years old. And nonverbal signals, according to VeryWellMind.com, is facial expressions, gestures, loudness or tone of voice, body language, personal space touch, It makes it difficult for Chris Rock to understand what someone is saying or doing non-verbally. He said it, you know, mess with relationships, one-on-one relationships he had with people. He also, which is ironic, as a comedian... With the Everybody Hates Chris show, the iconic show that he did, was based off his life. Getting bullied, being talked about. How he harmed somebody when he was in school and hit him, he was getting so tired of being bullied that he hit somebody with a brick. And he told himself in his counseling therapy that he took for seven hours a day. To understand his nonverbal lear- learn disorder, to understand himself his and his trauma. Stop suppressing his pain. So he thought to go to therapy. Cause one of his friends said that he has he may have a disorder. A nonverbal learn disorder. And he told his therapist I I don't want my anger to let me get to the point of harming somebody. When he hit somebody with a brick when he was younger, he told us that he won't do that no more, so he did turn his pain into laughter. Same thing Will Smith did. You see what I'm saying? Hurt people hurt more people. And again, even though he's talking about what Chris Rock is doing, he's talking about his, his hurt and his trauma and what he's doing to fix it, People make a mockery. Oh, you should have hit him back. How you gonna just let him do that? And the black men, a lot of people, when you slap another person like that, that's the ultimate disrespect. When you slap somebody like you slapping their the They... They... You slapping... Their respect as a man or woman. Somebody do it. i don't they don't respect human when people when they put their hands on you like that, cause why could you talk with your mouth and just say your words and express yourself as a human and everybody that deals with things like I talked about a generation of pain where everything is minor where everything is numb dehuman dehumanized insensitive scrutinized you going through all this you're not gonna see that you're not going you're not gonna see an issue with oh. Being violent or being abusive and all that stuff. You're not going to see no issue if you're not dealing with your pain. Because you're vandalizing and covering up. And acting like everything is okay and it's not. So you then begin to lash out. And that's what Will Smith did. He lashed out. Trauma, it follows you no matter what age you are. It don't matter if you think you got over it. Or you thought it went in the back of your mind. It's going to get to you. In moments where you thought it would never get to you. Or happen. And that's what happened with Will Smith. When he did that to Chris Rock. And reading about. Chris Rock. And his trauma. That's the reason why. That's the reason why. He did not hit him back. Because he told himself. When he was younger. And he talked about it. When he did that, how bad he felt, how he don't ever want to get to that angry place again. Same thing Will said. When he seen his mother getting beat up by his father, which he also called his hero, he said, "I want for when I get older, I don't want to feel, I want everything around me to be positive, uplifting. That's why he structured things the way he does with his own family. So, I'm seeing parallels here. So, the condoning of one person hurting another, stop that. Heal. Come healed. Working on things. Don't be stuck in your ways and want to be the same. For what? What are you gaining from that? You proving something to a culture that don't care if you get hurt. Cycles of pain, cycles of hurt, pain, violence, killings, trauma. Why would you want that to continue? Why would you want to keep feeling it? And with Kendrick, him saying, "I want you to want me," I'm also seeing him as he talks and breaks down the lyrics. You know, he's saying to the people he look up to, the people that look up to him, that I want you to want me too. I'm trying to represent for us, you know, telling the streets y'all can miss me. I want to represent for us. And people take it for granted for what he has done to calling out things. People say, oh, you, you know, you ain't that, you ain't this. You know, the idea of that, quote unquote, conscious rap or wokeness, whatever you want to call it. You know, not take somebody seriously because oh they not talking about no no killing, violence, negative stuff, and they they elevate your vibrations. You don't want it here, so you take the for granted, you laugh and make a marker up for what? So he's saying, I want you to want me, I want the hood to want me. But the hood wants something that they used to, this fixation of a certain person that does certain things. But why keep hurting yourself in the process when they don't really care what you do? You know what I'm saying? And as he goes to the interlude, he says, take out the drums. And he started breathing slowly. Like, you know, he was, he's rocking in the video where, you know, the positions of the heart, you know. And as he says, take the drums out. You can hear, it's almost like a, a symbolic thing of Him, like the air, leaving his body. And as he goes into verse 3, he talks about life. He talks about celebration of new life and all this stuff, right? And as he goes into verse 3, he talks about, you know, he morphs into uh, Kobe Bryant and Nipsey Hussle. And he talks about what he, you know, basically before in verse one or two he calling out the culture. In verse three, he's doing a response to the culture, saying, "I want you, I want the culture to be better," you know. And as he talking about how he does writing, you know, showing Nipsey and Kobe, he's saying, "I want the culture to be better, and this is the ways how I want the culture to be," you know. How how things should be better. Changing the ways of how we look at things of what we call the culture and how we can fix it. You know, and you know, he's talking about how how he faced how Kendrick he's talking about how he faced his fears and how You know, his reflection on life and what he done. The paid dues, made rules, changed out of love. The same views made schools, change curriculums and stuff like that. So he's wanting the culture to be better. You know, so he's saying. He's showing Kobe Bryant and Nipsey as the idols and looking how their life was and how it, it can change for the better basically and talking through nipsey at the end basically talking through nipsey with his face as he as nipsey as kendrick uses lyrics with nipsey's face on it talking to his family his loved ones talking about being in heaven talking about how he wants his family and loved ones to you know keep going and do better and all, even though I'm not here in flesh, um, um, the ornament still omits. Still and that, that even though Nipsey is not in the physical realm of life, that he wants his family to know that I'm good. And he was saying in the lyrics, as Kendrick was talking through Nipsey, that even though the killer... That took his life. He forgives him. That his soul is still in question with God. That even though his community. His people. In LA. In his hood. Seeing his life being taken away. From his loved ones. And the people that he loved. And the people that he changed the lives of. That you had to see it. In order for you to feel the way you felt about. Being upset about it. And. That he want his family and his brother and his sister to know that keep going. Keep striving for the better. What we talked about, I want you to keep that genius on the move. Don't let it sit. Keep on going because I need you to use them tools to change the, the, the betterment of the generation going ahead. I want you to use that genius on the move. Your brain on the move. The ideas that we share on the move with my children and show them the interviews of me so you could know that so they can understand who I was as a person even though I'm not physically here, but my spirit will always guide them no matter what that the energy and the positivity in the my mind and my mindset and telling the generation to invest and to believe in yourself and set your your life in these certain ways to. For the betterment of your future. And your livelihood. So they can understand. What to do moving forward. So that his message. Still prolongs. Generations after generations. That what he says does not. Go. Go under realm. That it, it still reaches people. You know. Keep the marathon continuing. You see what I'm saying. So. That that part when I seen when he, when Kendrick morphed into to Nipsey and Kobe and just knowing what they have done, why they was here, whatever, and when Nip when Nipsey, it made me teary eyed because I'm just like, dang, it's like he literally was. It was like Nipsey talking through the screen, even though he not here. You see, what I'm saying. I think when Kendrick did that. And he got emotional and felt hurt about Nipsey. Like he said, he was in Argentina when another peer was executed. When he was talking about Nipsey Hustle Again, with Kendrick opened up the song with This Is His Perspective. And him showing the morphine of different celebrities and figures that's in the culture. That people uh, use their experience through them. And see themselves through them. He was showing that even though they was at the top of their game and, you know, and came summoned to their demise or messed up or, you know, the culture tried to shun them out or they they forgave them and, and excused their behavior, whatever the case may be, it was like Kendrick was talking about his perspective through them, his feelings through them, and also using Nipsey as a whole through the whole song and coming full circle at the moment of change. I know that you see the glorification of the hood, the neighborhood, the poverty, the the, the hurt, the pain, the violence, the drugs, all of that. I know you are used to seeing that. I know you have seen that constant. I know you are numb to it. I know you've seen You've seen him get executed. All of this. He he changed rules and changed curriculums. With, you know, Nipsey doing technology and and, and getting into the STEM programs with science, technology, engineering, mathematics, pushing that. You know, doing things for the betterment of his life and changing his life around. And trying to say I, I, I want better for myself. But not just for myself. But I'm going to share my knowledge with others so it could change my community. You see what I'm saying? Don't just let the hurt and the pain stay within you. Keep going and keep pushing. You want better for yourself and everybody around you. And just because we call it culture... Don't make it right. Don't make it excusable. Like, yeah, that's just that's just how we do things. Okay? How long are you going to keep doing those things? Because in the process, everybody continues to keep being hurt. Everybody keeps repeating the same cycle. The, you know, the violence, the poverty, the killings, going cycle after cycle, going through feeding you know, repeating the cycle of mass incarceration with the prison systems. You do some, you don't, you know, you fall off and you wind up back in the system. Then you, you know, you keep doing the same thing. You hurting each other. You hurting yourself. You hurting your future self. Everything in the process. Just because we call it culture, don't make it right. And I think that's what Kendra was doing. It was almost like, Hey, I'm calling it out now. Responding and giving you a solution to the problem, or why it's wrong, and how to fix it, or oh, the tools we can do. By you looking up to certain idols, through them, by putting their face on the screen to show you what we can do, using figures that you looked up to to show, hey, they did this. Use the tools they use and understand where they came from, and keep it moving. We excuse a lot of behaviors. And because we excuse it, we could we we see it glorified in the movies, in the television, whatever. And we say, oh that's the culture. Same thing that went on with Monique and D.L. Hughley, the comedians. Monique, dealing with has not dealt with a lot of trauma, but it doesn't make it right to you, to project, or you know, spew hatred or negativity onto somebody else if you're not willing to deal with your trauma and your triggers. Cause I'm gonna be honest, hurt people hurt more people. And if the, those same people hurt you, you should somebody gotta be the one to stop the cycle and the repetitiveness of hurting everybody in the process. Because some people are just, they wanna sit in that being sitting being miserable and negative. They gotta stop. Because you did something to me, I gotta hold this on, and one day i gotta I gotta spew that. I'm gonna spew that hatred and that negativity and my my anger onto you, even though you ain't did nothing to me. Don't make it right to continue the cycle of being the victim turned victimized victimizing the abuser who dealt with abuse, okay so. All in all, him using the background, the red screen color with the white t-shirt, him showing, you know, that representing the heartbeat, basically. The heart. I'm bleeding. I'm hurting for my people. I see I'm hurting myself, but even myself who goes through pain as it is, I'm calling it out. This is my perspective on things. I've changed. I've grown, and I want to say how we can do better, how I can do better as a person, how we all can do better, and him using himself as a vessel to talk about it is a great thing. Even with his new album, the Mr. Morales and the Big Steppers, a lot of people didn't. It had mixed reviews on it, but him as an artist, he's talking about what he has dealt with and putting that to artistry and creativity. And I'm gonna be honest, don't be listening to no Twitter, cause. You hearing people, you know, from different age groups or whatever. Everybody got their own experiences. Everybody got their own perspective. Everybody uh, digests things differently, okay? And you can't base your opinions off of some Twitter page or Twitter debate. What do you think? You shouldn't let what they say change what you think. If you like the album, good. If you like the song, of hard part five, good. If you don't, that's how you feel. And society now is like, okay, you cancel. I'm My thoughts change because of what somebody else said. What do you like? What do you want? What do you stand for? What do you do not like? And stay on that path. Close out the noise. What do you like and what do you want? So, I with the album with Kendrick, I know I was just going on the song, but with the album, is deep. It's him talking about his traumas and his triggers and what he went through and how he... Is going through with his therapy and everything, and him basically being like, Hey, I went through this, I'm working through I'm calling it out, and I'm giving this as a therapeutic moment for other people to say, Hey, it's time for me to look at the man in the mirror, basically, and work on some things and change some things. So, when him saying with the hard part five, stop calling the culture, that's just the way the culture is, him calling that out is him on his album. Talking about his call out on himself and how he worked through that and how he has changed and grown. And when somebody don't understand that and they miserable and want to be negative and have a closed fixed mind, you can't see that, cause you ain't get to your point yet. So that's all to say with this song. Hope you all appreciate it. Um, yeah, just look at the. Listen to this video. Share it with everybody you know. I appreciate you all for listening. And continue to support me. Look at the video. The Kendra Lamar The Hard Part 5. On YouTube. And just sit with it. Because I have to look at this video. And understand the lyrics over and over again. To get to this point of understanding. And breaking down the lyrics. So, yeah. So I appreciate you guys listening. Stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you for your time. And you all be safe. Keep your head up you know, and peace out.